Hello and welcome here. My name is Derek Tafoma and in this episode I want to talk about osmoregulation. So osmoregulation basically is the control of water levels and salts in the body. So the human body is water, it is salts, there are levels of salt and water. Osmoregulation is controlling the water levels and the salt levels in the body. So how do we get water? We get water from food, we get water from drink, and we get water from metabolism. One of the products of metabolism is water. So we get metabolic water. So, but water is also lost. And how do we lose water? So we lose water through urine, sweat, water vapor in exhaled air, and through the feces. When we go to the toilet, we we also lose uh, some water through the feces. In fact, water is absorbed in the large intestine back into the system but not all of it is absorbed okay some of it will pass out the membranes of the cells that make up the collecting duct walls can be made more or less permeable to water via the action of the hormone adh or the anti-diuretic hormone now there's a table that i'm looking for right now that i'm looking at and i'm going to explain it okay so in the center we're gonna have the normal water potential but something happens when there's an increase in water potential and water potential of blood so if there's too much water what happens something needs to happen so that there's a decrease in water but sometimes there's a decrease in water to begin with so what happens is the body will act so that there's a an increase in the water potential of the blood so it will act to do the opposite and we normally call this the negative feedback so an increase causes the body to react to effect a decrease and a decrease causes the body to react to effect an increase but the body needs to it needs to detect uh, the stimulus first so the stimulus is either that the water has gone up or the water is going down so supposing that the increase, uh, the, the water uh, has gone up, uh, in fact, there's an increase in the water potential of the blood. If that is the case, then uh, the osmotic receptors, osmo for water and receptors as for whatever is, uh, it is detecting uh, the water levels, the osmoreceptors in the ice, ice hypothalamus will detect an increase in the water potential so what happens is that less adh or antidiuretic hormone is released from the posterior pituitary okay the collecting duct wall becomes less permeable because you've got an increase in water so you want less water to be lost so less water is reabsorbed into the blood and more urine is produced hence the effect has decreased in water potential what if there's actually a decrease in water potential of blood so what happens is the detectors or the osmorase receptors in the hypothalamus will detect the decrease in water uh, which will cause 
more ADH or antidiuretic hormone to be released from the posterior pituitary. The collecting duct walls become more permeable and not less, so that more water is reabsorbed into the blood uh, and less urine is produced. In this case, there is an increase in the potential in the water potential of blood. Okay, so I'm gonna use uh, in fact osmoregulation. Let me explain what it is again. So osmoregulation is the process by which organisms regulate the water content of the body. So it's how the body will regulate how much water is in the body. That's osmoregulation. Mammals need to ensure the volume of blood plasma and the concentration of the dissolved substances in the blood and the tissue stay relatively constant. So it's not about having specific values uh, for how much there should be, how much water there should be, or how much of the salts there should be, but it's just keeping a relatively constant environment. So osmoreceptors in the hypothalamus will monitor the water potential of the blood. This varies the amount of antidiuretic hormone which is released into the bloodstream. So the antidiuretic hormone, the ADH, is released into the bloodstream, but it's only released after um, the hypothalamus or in the pituitary has decided how much it should be released, whether it's been released because there is a decrease in the water content or there's an increase in the water content. So it varies the amount of ADH which is released into the bloodstream. The kidneys respond to a change in ADH concentration by adjusting the volume and concentration of the urine. Okay, so here's what happens. Say we have a decrease in water potential. Okay, we started off with an increase. This time we start off with a decrease in water potential. So again, the change is detected by the osmoreceptors which are in the hypothalamus. Okay, the pituitary gland releases more ADH because the brain is trying to conserve water since there's a decrease. ADH increases the permeability of collecting ducts, which means the urine becomes concentrated. Okay, and so the normal water potential of the blood is reached. But if there is a decrease, no, an increase in the water potential, the change is again. Um, Detected by the osmoreceptors in hypothalamus, the pituitary gland will release less ADH because uh, the body must ex expel the excess water because there's an increase, so we need to get rid of it. So the pituitary gland releases less ADH, which decreases the permeability of the collecting duct, meaning that the urine becomes dilute and we return to the normal water potential of blood. Okay, so I think that does it for this section. Uh, let's see if there's anything else. I think that's it for this. So this was osmoregulation, how the body will um, use the brain to release more of the pituitary gland to increase the amount of ADH or to decrease it, the antidiuretic hormone, so that there is either an increase or a decrease in the amount of water which is absorbed by the kidney, which stabilizes the water content. Thank you for listening. I'll see you in the next uh, podcast.